As another week of Pac-12 football approaches and the season winds down, the final one as we know it here in this conference, it's time to bring something back. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights and soon to be mostly team free. But until then, beloved and loaded Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. Please and thank you wherever you listen to or watch the shows. We inch closer to 5,000 on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All righty. When I said time to bring something back, I misspoke. What I should have said is it's time to bring someone back to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Counsel for the plaintiffs, your honor, Spencer C. McLaughlin, Esquire. May it please the court, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. My clients today are located in Corvallis, Oregon, specifically Oregon State University, and they have hired me today to present to you clearly and presently the argument for College Game Day, a production of ESPN and a longstanding tradition, a treasured one in this wonderful sport. To show up next week in Corvallis, Oregon, in what could very well be, if things play out a certain way this week in college football as we enter week 11 a top 10 matchup between Washington and Oregon State. At the very least, if Oregon State is able to defeat Stanford as a massive home favorite, a place they've only lost once in the last couple of years, and a certain podcast host has dubbed the only Pac-12 matchup of the week in which one team cannot and will not win, Oregon State will carry a ranking in the college football playoff committee's world of no lower than 12. Washington, meanwhile, this week against the Utes of Utah, ranked 18th in the country off a dominant win against Arizona State. Should Washington defeat the Utah Utes at home and pick up a top 20 victory, the stage will be set for a showdown in Corvallis that carries ramifications not only for the Pac-12 championship, but also for the college football playoff. That is why I am here. To you, the members of the court today, supporting my client, the Oregon State Beavers. Might I add that there is likely an amicus brief in the works by a certain university up in Seattle, that be the University of Washington, in support of this measure. I am confident that that brief will be filed in due time. Given Washington's prominence in the college football playoff discussion, there could be no better platform for the Huskies to bring a potentially 10-0 perfect record on the season than to display it as the game of the week 
in college football. We're all very aware, members of the court and everyone beyond, of what exactly is going on, the injustice already being done to Oregon State University in conference realignment. They have done nothing but make investments into their stadium, make investments into their coaching staff, make quality hires, ensure their players can compete at a high level, and they have been doing so for the last couple of years. There could be no better display of why what is being done to Oregon State and by extension Washington State as well than the Beavers being featured on College Game Day for the first time since 2010, if not else, to look at this through the lens of ESPN, the company that carries the most prestigious pregame show, dare I say, in all of sports. It is one of the most watched. It is one of the most revered. It is one of the most treasured. They have not been to Corvallis since 2010. And it is put on by a network that once upon a time offered the Pac-12 deal that would have kept the conference alive. And the Pac-12 foolishly rejected that particular move. So it's clear that ESPN has not demonstrated the same level of hostile negative actions and attitudes towards Oregon State and Washington State as some other networks have over these last several months as the conference has worked its way down into a spiraling and sad collapse. And what is ESPN about? What is any television station about at this point in time? Getting the most ratings. Now, Oregon State, in the eyes of some, is being left behind because they aren't a big enough television draw. That is a a short-sighted argument at best and an ignorant, malicious one at worst. It is probably the former. I will grant that to the powers that be in college football. However, if you're thinking about this, even from the defendant's point of view, ESPN over there, Opposing counsel must be able to answer the question, what could possibly be more interesting than the last Pac-12 meeting between Oregon State and Washington? With Pac-12 title and college football playoff ramifications readily in play should both teams prevail this coming Saturday. What more could you ask for? Sure, some may see it as throwing Oregon State a bone, giving them something that they might not deserve. I feel differently. I feel they do deserve it because they deserve to be in a power conference and the world deserves to see and know and feel the intensity of Corvallis to understand why small college towns like that are what make this sport great, not what hold it back from being something greater. This is why I implore you, members of the jury, to rule in favor of the idea of bringing college game day to Corvallis in the last year of the Pac-12 as we know it. The final opportunity to showcase this conference and homage it can serve to what the conference was and everyone can lament its loss. Sure, that can happen. But more importantly, it will be a beautiful spectacle, a great game between two top 12 football programs in the country should they both prove victorious on Saturday against Utah and Stanford, and I'm confident that both will. College game day should travel west for one last hurrah in the Pac-12. Thank you, and I yield my time.
Thank you, Mr. McLaughlin. Always great to hear from you. It'd been far too long. So uh, just real quick, the natural pushback is, well, what about this game? Well, what about that game over here? The only other game that could justify getting college game day is Georgia at Tennessee. And if memory serves, college game day has already been to Rocky Top this year. And that is an entity not fond of going to the same place twice, nor should they be. There are so many great campuses, so many great fans, so many great environments to go to. You shouldn't go to the same place twice. They have not been to Corvallis since 2010. How could the stage not be more perfect to set up a great game day atmosphere? I, I don't even care how the ESPN game day crew would act once they got to that campus. But at the very least, Oregon State would have the chance to show why they belong in a power conference. If not now, then further down the line. Oregon State would have the chance to show why what is happening to them in Washington State is in fact wrong. And we all know it. We all see it. It's like the progressive becoming your parents commercial. We all see it. We all see it. We do all see it but more people still need to see it. When I say we all, we all out West see it. Everybody else should see it too. And by the way, that argument is weakened if either Oregon State or Washington lose. I don't think either are going to, as I'll get to later in the show. But I look at what what that could mean. It would mean the world to everybody in Corvallis, I know, at least for a moment. And aren't they owed at least that with the way they have been screwed time and again in the last few months? Yeah, I'd say so. A lot of games this weekend. I, I have this sneaky, just kind of fear, thought, worry in the back of my mind as the Pac-12 plays out the final three weeks of the regular season. One thought I have is that eBay Motors is really, really great. You know why? Because passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car your car into the mvp and bring home that when, like everyone, is going to try to do this weekend in the Pac-12. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Go to ebaymotors.com. Got to be honest, I feel pretty good about those opening remarks from my lawyer alter ego. Okay, let's get into this sneaky suspicion that I have. And then we'll get into uh, picks for the week. So, The Pac-12 hasn't made the college football playoff since 2016. Washington, the last team to do so, they are currently the favorite to be able to do so because why? Well, they're undefeated. You can be a one-loss conference champion and get in. cannot be a two-loss conference champion and get in. That's not going to happen. So Oregon doesn't have that margin for error. Washington, I think their schedules are pretty comparable coming down the stretch. You know, Washington has to go at Oregon State. Washington has to play Washington State, and Washington's got Utah this week. It's probably so. They're, 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 Washington's is tougher, um, as I think about that, because they have to go at Oregon State. Oregon's got USC. Oregon then goes at Arizona State, and then plays uh, and then plays Oregon State at home in the final week of the season. But Oregon's got the easier route. 
to get to the Pac-12 title game with no more losses. Washington has the benefit of having won the head-to-head, so they're undefeated right now. But here's the sneaky suspicion I can't get past. The Pac-12 has been the kings. I mean, we are good at a lot of things. Throwing out media deals that would have saved the conference, bad management for over a decade, not getting on people's televisions enough, being overlooked and disrespected. I mean, we're all elite at those particular things when it comes to college football and college sports writ large, not winning national championships in football and men's basketball. Like we, we got it all covered. Okay. Here's something else we're good at beating each other up when teams are on the precipice of making the playoff and Oregon and Washington can both make the playoff. If either one wins out, they're in, they're going to be in. I don't think a team's going to leapfrog them. Because Texas beat Alabama. If Texas hadn't beaten Alabama and somebody else had beaten Alabama, that'd be more of a problem. If Texas loses, though, then Alabama becomes a problem, as I talked about earlier this week on the show. But Washington plays Utah this week. Utah's a good team. We know that. They play at Oregon State next week. That's a good team that they play on the road. Only one of Oregon or Washington are getting into the playoff. Is there a world in which neither get in? One thousand percent there is a world and i just i would love to be proven wrong here one way or the other for the benefit of the west coast of course i'd love to see my ducks get into the playoff but like i just can't can't shake this sneaky suspicion of you know are we gonna are we gonna do it again right usc last year if they beat utah in the title game they're in but they lose and they don't get there utah 2021 spoils Oregon's opportunity after they had that early win against Ohio State, overcame an upset loss to Stanford. They were in position. Utah said, nope, you're not getting through us. Two blowout wins in three weeks. Oregon doesn't get there. 2020, whatever the, I don't even, who cares? 2019, Utah, 11-1. Great rushing defense. Oregon, 10-2. Went on the road, lost to Arizona State, who was fine. They, they weren't great, weren't terrible. They were fine under Herm Edwards that year with Jaden Daniels at quarterback. And Oregon went and lost that game. Second loss, out of the playoff picture. And then what happens? Oregon goes into the Pac-12 championship game as the underdog to Utah. Oh, yeah, that's right, and then they beat them. And then Utah's out of the playoff front. It, it, it's just, it, it just keeps happening. It just keeps happening. And I look at these games. Oregon has to win all four. They got to beat USC, which Washington learned last week is not going to be easy, but it's certainly doable. I like the Ducks at home, but again, would I be completely and utterly shocked? Oh my gosh, how did this happen if Oregon loses the game outright? No. Do I think it's going to happen? Also no. But we don't think a lot of things are going to happen that do. And then there's Oregon State just looming there. Oregon State is just sitting there waiting to play spoiler they can't get to the playoff they can get to the pac-12 championship game and they could spoil everything that oregon and washington want to do if they were to beat both of them oh boy i don't think that's going to happen i think they can beat washington next week though in a game i argued of course is going to be college game day i'm just curious to see if the pac-12 is actually going to avoid it and if we go into a pac-12 championship game in which oregon only has the one loss to Washington, and Washington is undefeated. The winner will go to the college football playoff, and that will be that. But until then, we still have three weeks of the regular season, and I'm just sitting here going, 
I've seen Oregon in this position before. They've stumbled in the past. I've seen Washington the last few weeks play close games. Feels like they're bound to lose one at some point. Maybe they just keep finding a way. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a sneaky suspicion. It's just a generalized, you know, Pac-12 fan being cautious about like, "Ah, I can see Washington winning their next four games. I can see Washington losing two of their next four games. They're going to play in Vegas no matter what. They're not losing two of their next three, but they could lose one of their next three and then lose the Pac-12 title game to either Oregon or USC or Oregon State or whoever would be in there. Entirely possible. I can see Oregon winning their next four games. I can also see Oregon beating USC, stumbling against Oregon State. Maybe Arizona. I don't think Arizona State can pull that rabbit out of the hat, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you guys get what I'm going for. I've made my point. Let's get to predictions and Pac-12 prime picks here for the week. I'm handing out four game picks and one game total. That's what we're going with right here. So, first pick of the week is in the Utah-Washington game. Game of the week in the Pac-12. Utah is getting nine and a half points. This is on the road against Washington. Would I like ten and a half more? Of course I would. Here's my sneaky suspicion. Washington has been playing a lot of close games recently, two of which were not against good teams, one of which was against USC on the road and a great win for the Huskies last week. I think the offense for Washington is going to have some difficulties. Not Arizona State level. We're not going to see that again from Washington. That was their off game. They're battling the flu and everything like that. So I don't think it's at that level. But this is a Utah defense that held Oregon to 35 points. That's one of their lowest point totals of the season. Their second lowest, in fact, only to the Washington game in which Oregon decided not to take points down in the red zone. So make no mistake about it. This Utah defense is very good. And I think that Washington is going to win this game at home. I do not think they are going to cover. I, I just, Kyle Whittingham, I, Kalen DeBoer in November is 28 and one in his career as a coach. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Kyle Whittingham is also, wait for it, a very good football coach. And I think with, with Washington's defense being, you know, hit and miss, and over the last couple of weeks, they've allowed a lot of points. I think Utah's offense will be able to do enough to keep it closer than nine and a half. I'll take Washington to win the game 31 to 24. Next one in what is going to be probably the closest game of the week or the most exciting one. This is where I'm handing out the two picks. Washington state is plus one and a half at Cal. I struggle picking the Cougs until they prove to me otherwise. And I would really love for them to, even though they're going up against my bears here jokingly but you know kind of not um i would love for washington state to get off the five game losing skid i would really really love for that to happen until i see evidence that they are capable of putting together a complete game where the offense and the defense play well because last week the defense played well and the offense stunk they played stanford and weren't able to score the week before they put up 27 points on a good asu defense the defense allowed 38 points to a bad asu offense so I think that Washington State is just in a bad funk right now, and I hate seeing that, and they don't deserve conference realignment because of it. I think Cal wins this game at home. I'll swallow one and a half. The second bet I'm handing out here, Cal and Washington State over 58 and a half. I love that pick. I've only handed out an over one over one other time this year. It was an under in the UCLA-Stanford game, and it hit. 
I think I'm going to go 2-0 there on the season, handing out over-under bets. 58-and-a-half, Cal's offense is good, and their defense is not. I think this game goes back and forth. It leans towards Cal that wins, surprisingly, with a late field goal here, 35-34-31. to 30, or 34-31. to 31. I think Cal wins, swallow the one and a half, over 58 and a half numbers that uh, that I really like right there. That's not the only thing that, that I like this week, though. Because I like Jace Medical, and you will too, because they've got the Jace case, which has got five life-saving antibiotics that you can use for yourself, your family, anytime you need. In today's world, you don't want to be caught unprepared, flat-footed, right? Just like a defense, whether in football or basketball, can't be caught flat-footed. In baseball, you're taught to, you know, creep in, be on your toes, ready to prance at any point in time. Got to be on your toes, medically speaking, in today's world. You can't rely on, you know, the, the supply chain being all wonky and everything like that. The Jace case is what you need to go get. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor-created doctor recommended. You don't want to be caught unprepared in today's world. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Go to locked, Go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. That's jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Next pick I like here, Arizona going to Colorado, favored by 10 and a half points. Arizona into the top 25 for the first time in the Jedfish era. Gosh, it's an exciting time to be a Wildcat fan, isn't it? And for the sake of the Pac-12 prime picks, I'm going to be a Wildcat fan this week because I'm picking them minus 10 and a half. I think that Arizona is a better team than Colorado. I'm not breaking anything there. Colorado has struggled to protect the quarterback this year literally every single week. I don't think that suddenly changes against Arizona. I love this Wildcat offense. Defense is vastly improved. I think Oregon State gave Arizona the blueprint last week. The Wildcats, I have power rated right now ahead of Oregon State because they won the head-to-head. It was at home. It was a close game. I think this game looks a lot like last week against Colorado for the Beavs, but for the Wildcats this time. Now, Colorado in two straight weeks – has killed a Pac-12 prime pick selection with a backdoor cover. This time, I think Arizona is able to get it done just barely. 28-17, to 17, I think Arizona beats the Buffs. So four picks down, one to go. Which leaves me a lot of big numbers. A lot of big numbers. And I've gone back and forth on all of these. Stanford right now is plus 20 and a half. This is, all these lines provided by FanDuel, by the way. Stanford is plus 20 and a half at Oregon State. Arizona State plus 18 and a half at UCLA. USC plus 14 and a half at Oregon. So which one of these do I want to pick? I want to pick Arizona State plus 18 and a half because I think Arizona State's defense is pretty darn solid. I also have no trust in Arizona State's offense against a really good UCLA defense. However, the Bruins just had a pretty bad loss on the road against Arizona. Coming back home, 
I think they're going to be able to move the ball and score some points. Oregon State, yeah, they've blown out bad teams. I don't know if Stanford's a bad team that's been playing better or if they're actually just kind of a decent team. They're power rated right inside the top 10 in the Pac-12, which of course isn't saying a ton, but they were 12 when the season started. They have elevated since then. They're playing well, throwing the football. I can go either way on any of these. And USC's defense, I don't see how they're stopping Oregon. I, I, I really, really don't. The one I've landed on is Arizona State, plus 18 and a half. I think the Sun Devils' defense, not the offense. The offense has to score, I think, 10 points in this game. If they can manage just 10 points, they can cover 18 and a half. If this was under 17, I'd go with UCLA. It was. It's moved to 18 and a half. I think this is me going against the public here, which tends to be a good idea. 27 to 10 final score UCLA beats ASU and the Sun Devils get a cover this week. So Pac-12 prime picks for week 11. And then I'll get to my last two predictions here uh, on, on the show. Arizona minus 10 and a half at Colorado, Utah plus nine and a half at Washington, Cal minus one and a half and over 58 and a half in their matchup with Washington state and Arizona state plus 18 and a half back to back winning weeks. Pac-12 prime picks, just a game under 500 on the year, but red hot lately, hoping we can keep things going and get over 50% on the season. Go Pac-12 prime picks, go. Last couple of predictions, Oregon State over Stanford. Yeah, Stanford's just playing a little bit better football, and I think that you know the Beavs are clearly the better team. I don't think Stanford can win this game. I think it's possible they could hang around, though. I'll take the Beavs 30 to, 30 to 13. I think 30 to 13, probably your final score there. So a Stanford cover, if that means anything to you, but I don't feel confident enough to put that in the prime picks. And then I don't know what USC's motivation level is going to be against Oregon after their third loss in their last four games, which is why I left this one out of the prime picks. I do think Oregon wins 48 to 28. So Arizona, 28-17 over Colorado. Uh, Utah loses to Washington, but covers 31-24. Cal wins 34-31. Stanford loses to Oregon State 30-13. Arizona State loses to UCLA 27-10. USC loses to Oregon 48-28. Let's have a great week. Hope you enjoy it. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.